Hi, this is Vicki. Welcome to another episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. This one I'm going to kind of freeform. Uh, usually I do a plan. I have some bullet points written out, but I have a couple topics that were requested that I feel like kind of all flow together. So I thought um, <laughs> we're going to see where Vicki's head goes, where the guides guide me. Uh, do a little bit of downloading on this one and see what comes up as far as direction. But the topic um, is about trusting, like really trusting our intuition, trusting the signs around us, dealing with doubters, um, and how to know that it's intuition and not just your head making it up. Th these uh, questions came from four or five different people at the same time. And to me, that's a gift, it, and I, it, it is a sign, right? How do we trust the signs around us? Well, you pay attention. And when this many um, topics come up that actually are very similar and I can pull together in their uh, commonality, I, I think it's, that's a sign, right? Here's your sign. Like the comedian, I'm uh, drawing a blank on his name, but he used to just say, here's your sign when someone would say something not so intelligent. But in this case, signs and trusting and, and dealing with doubters, they're all part of the growth process that is learning to reconnect with your intuitive self and learning to listen to your soul self. Uh, the intuition, again, is your first sense, but mostly, most of the time for us, it's been programmed out of us and we've been taught not to listen to what we think or know or feel, but to rather to what someone else wants us to do or feel or programmed. And you're seeing a lot of people waking up right now. And I never really liked that phrase before, but it does seem to be appropriate that sometimes you know, you don't know you're sleeping until someone wakes you up and they're like, hey, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, I guess I was taking a nap. <laughs> That's what it feels like is happening right now energetically. And then people are like, hang on, like with the patriarchy or with the um, LGBTQ waking up to the uh, racism that's going on that has always been going on. But calling it out more so, being that person who won't tolerate another person being treated like crap, but also waking up to what has been provided for us that we didn't really know, at least um, there's been some ignorance on my part that I am not proud of, but I am learning <laughs> so much learning so much about the inequity and how I can help with that and me seeing everyone as a soul and truly who they are is not actually helping as much as I thought it was I have to use my mouth and I have to use my action points and put my money behind businesses and causes that are actually moving things forward so all of this is connected with listening to yourself, like listening to what is important. And when I say listen, I don't mean just from an auditory standpoint. I mean from a heart, from your gut, from your whole body process. You know when you are lying to yourself. You know it. That is a good indica indication of your intuition, right? So instead of beating yourself up for 
catching yourself in a lie to yourself. The next time it happens, like you say, I'm going to only eat absolutely clean for the next six years of my life. And then that doesn't happen. And you know you're lying to yourself when you go to choose whatever that uh, tree or eating outside of your parameter is that you set. Instead of avoiding it, just look at it and say, whoa, this is my intuition saying to me, my body really likes when I eat like that. And in this moment, I'm making a choice to eat like this. At least then it will be honest. So that's one way of connecting in to your intuitive sense and to at least not be the doubter in your own life. So the process of getting to know this language that's within you, as I've said many times before, you have to spend some time by yourself. And once you spend time by yourself, you start to understand your own internal language. You understand how you process things. Because we could line up, you know, 10 different intuitives, psychics, mediums, channelers, whatever vernacular we're using. We could line them all up on a stage and we would all perceive the energy differently. We would all use our own ways. Like I'm a very, mm, I use a lot of analogies. I I like to connect the dots for people because I truly believe we can not only live in our intuitive self, we have to live in this physical body and the two of them can work so well together that we have to integrate them. So I tend to use things that are um, analogies of everyday life because I think the brain, I can feel the brain, not I think, but I can feel the brain going, oh, okay, I get it now. So trusting And building my own, I call it my dictionary, came from spending time together. (laughs) Well, yes, (laughs) my soul and my human self spending time together. But it also came from me deciding what was Vicky's dictionary. My dictionary, my encyclopedia, my thesaurus is not going to be the same as someone else's. When I perceive an energy of red, I get excited. I get lit up. Someone else might perceive that as anger. So you have to build, if you want to trust signs around you, you have to build your own knowing of what is truth and what is not. And that's why I say, at least don't avoid what you're doing. Look it straight in the face and say, I am making a choice right now to eat these tortilla chips. I stinking love tortilla chips. I am making the choice. Like last night, I was exhausted. I had a full day of sessions and then meetings on top of that. And I was just tired. And I decided that that was my rest day for the week. I was not going to work out as I had planned. I was going to make sure I got plenty of water. I was going to lay on the couch with the remote and um, watch YouTube videos. And that's what I did. But instead of avoiding you know, having a part of my brain that wanted to talk to me to say, yes, but you need to get those podcasts recorded. You need to get the, um, the rest of the course completed. You have to send those emails. I looked it right in the face and said, yes, I do. All those things are very true. And I have to rest. I have to rest my head, my eyes, my body, and anything I say right now probably isn't going to make sense. So I choose to be in this space of, relaxing my whole self so that I may show up tomorrow and bang these things out. All of this is part of trusting 
the signs around you because you've learned the language within you. Does that make sense? I hope you're nodding your head right now. Because if you don't understand your own language and how you process things, how are you going to read the signs that are, I do believe, being given to you? Um, Or how are you going to trust that that's what it is? So (laughs) in the example of signs, like I know the correlation between dragonflies, hummingbirds, birds, and animals representing spirit and those who have passed. I believe in it. I, I know that that's true. However, it is not every flipping bird you see is your mother. Every squirrel you see is your dad. Or every dragonfly has a message of spirit. Take a moment and appreciate all of these amazing beings for who they are. Honor them for the form that they are in. They are not all signs. Stop making everything a sign. Sometimes a frog is a frog. And I had a frog scare the heck out of me last week. I came around the corner at my um, partner's house and (laughs) the biggest toad frog, I still don't know the difference, that I have ever seen, the most gorgeous green I have ever seen, was sitting on the bottom step. Now, I could have said, after I got over my little bit of, holy mackerel, that's really cool, and a little bit of, whoa, um, I could have said, okay, what's the message in this for me? There was no message. It was a frog sitting on the cement step trying to warm up, I assume, because it was a warm day and there's a great pond across the street. And maybe I was joking, he just needed time away from his kids. (laughs) So he was sitting at the bachelor's house. (laughs) So when you're looking at these signs and trusting the signs around you, please, please, I beg of you, remain in a place where it could simply be a frog on a road trip. And I hope you got across the road safely again. Like, it's not always a sign. You sound ridiculous when you make everything a sign. And you're also missing out on being present. Because if you're making everything a sign, and you're assigning it to some bigger meaning, you know what? The most beautiful meaning and times in life is when we just pause and when we are in awe of how the heck did that tree get shaped like that? Or I'm always asking questions um, and wondering. So if you make everything a sign, you've automatically tied it to someone who's passed or a message from your guides. You're missing the exact moment that it could be and that's to be present and that's to be appreciative of the fact that whatever it is, is revealing itself to you. So when you do that, it will strengthen the knowledge of when something truly is a sign. When something truly is a message from a guide saying, hey, pay attention to this. Or it is that, you know, loved one who's passed, who's choosing to be the dragonfly on your kayak because you have nothing else to do but paddle. And they have your attention and they perhaps can send a heart message or something through their own telepathic communication. So you learn to trust the signs that are there by recognizing not everything is a sign. Um, And taking the, I don't know, the holiness out of it. Take the the, out of it. Just let it be whatever it is. You know, channel, you're in a beetle. Let it be. Um... 
So trusting intuition is the same, right? That self-doubt that can be there. And trust me, I know. I've been doing this for over two decades consciously. Um, there were three decades before that. That was <laughs> not so conscious. But trusting the intuition, I think, is one of those humorous intentions of our soul because it takes work. It takes being able to combine your thinking analytical, beautifully wanting proof head in with this, I don't have proof and yet I trust it because the last time I trusted it and I followed through on it, I actually had an experience and then I had the data to back it up. So basically you build the trust in your intuition and it minimizes the self-doubt. The self-doubt is not going to go away completely. So please stop thinking like those of us that are doing this for a living or that are writing books on it and everything that we never have self-doubt. Of course we do because you're always growing, you're always expanding. And then you know what? Humanness. Humanness is in there. And I think self-doubt is a good equalizer. I think when I'm feeling doubtful about myself, I have to pause and I will actually go to the fact that, nope, I might be doubting Vicky right now, but I know my signal. I know I have all of this data to back it up. But why do I have the data to back it up? Because I was brave enough to open my big mouth and to say to people, do you think this is what could be going on? Or this looks like what's going on and over the years just built it. But again, I, I mean, I don't even know how many thousands of people that I've worked with. And there will still be mornings right before I start sessions where I'm like, what am I doing? I don't know how to do this. I'm depending on information that's just going to fly in in meeting somebody for the first time. But you know what? Every stinking time I get my humanness out of it and I say, I trust spirit. I trust my soul. I know this information to be correct. And I show up to wherever the meeting is. It works. So trusting the intuitive self is more about recognizing that self-doubt is going to show up. It is pretty much wired in there, but it's not the enemy. It's actually helping you to refocus to say, you know, maybe I've gotten a little cocky about this. You know, maybe I think I know too much because it can swing the other way too, right? But in order for you to trust your intuition, I would really encourage you to catch on to the fact that you got something, you felt something, you knew something just by saying, oh, I knew that. Like you don't have to prove it to other people. Don't, this is not a report card. This is you connecting in with yourself and understanding your own language. So when the self-doubt shows up, it is simply there to say to you, something feels like it's gone a little awry. Can we recalibrate? Can we get to the place where even if you can't trust yourself right now, you can trust that you knew somebody was going to call or someone was going to quit the job or that someone was going to pass. That is not my favorite one. Even though I celebrate everybody's passing, I don't like knowing that one ahead of time. And yet there it is. Um, or that you knew how much the bill was going to be, but you hadn't done the math in your head. Um, you you knew somebody was going to say something. Last week, I had the funniest thing. Oh, he is. <laughs> it's a good thing he doesn't listen to my podcast. Um, but I'll probably confess that I put it in there anyway. 
I was in the kitchen and Mike was in the living room and I started singing the Sesame Street song. And can you tell me how to get, how to get to Sesame Street? And I was just singing all the words because, yes, my kids watched it over and over again. And I, and he's like, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. It just popped in my head. So I'm going with it. It's kind of fun. It helps me to do the dishes. And then uh, we had just gotten back from playing pickleball. And he went to take his shower, came back out, and he had... Um, these boxers on that I had not seen before and they were Sesame Street boxers and I looked at him and I looked at them and then I looked at him again and I said seriously he's like what and I said you didn't connect the dots that you brought Sesame Street boxers and I'm standing here singing this song and he looked at me because he's still getting after two a little over two years he's still getting used to that kind of stuff with me and he's like that's really funny and I said it is really funny and that's an example of intuition. That's an example of I did not go looking for why I was singing that song. It was just an earworm. You know, it was stuck in there for some reason. <laughs> and I just let it go because it was fun. I was in the playfulness of it. And then when the evidence comes along afterwards that, uh, you know, he shows up with these things that he packed to bring to my house, that's where believe it or not, you can use something like that to affirm that you can connect with your guides and with angels and with source because it's all the same stuff. It's not, it's something isn't more weighted or spiritual or heavy or meaningful than Sesame Street boxers. All of those things work to tell your brain that this is really fun, that whatever messages we're receiving can be a lot of fun. And if you get too serious about this stuff, you will not be able to tap into it. And I think that's honestly one of the reasons that it does seemingly come easy to me, other than the homework I've done in the past lives, is because while I have reverence for it, I think this stuff is hysterical. <laughs> I just love when somebody says to me, hey, guess what happened? And it's like I'm hearing about intuition for the first time. Like I'm seeing a magic show. And when you have that excitement about something, it will grow. It will, I truly believe that the guides are like, yes, she wants to play with this. And then you can use it for, you know, rather serious things about where do I live? Where do I move? What house do I buy? What job do I do take? Do I meet up with this person? Um, what is my path in this lifetime? What does my soul want me to know? How do I work with my ego? Where is the insight that I want for myself? What kind of block am I holding myself back from? Or what kind of block is holding me back? Um, all of those questions can just flow because you've learned to look at the self-doubt and say to it, no, I've got proof over here. I have Sesame Street boxers. Have you ever wondered where your soul is? How you can be in touch with it? How you can use it and communicate with it with your human senses as well as your intuition? I have wondered this for a long time and as I practiced and learned how to do it, I have now created a course that you can take that is self-guided along with some live events with me that can help you to connect to your soul as well and to use this 
amazing collaboration between your human self and your soul to empower your life, to create what you'd like to have, and most importantly, to be able to feel that you belong, that you are amazing, and then what would you like to do with that in the world? So head on over to the website, VickiBaird.com, check it out and sign up and let me know if you need any help. And it keeping it in that playfulness will allow you to receive more and more and more information, which then makes being human a whole heck of a lot less work, which is why I think it's our first one. Like if we had been using it and paying attention to it all along, I know for myself, (laughs) the times I didn't listen to it ended up costing me emotionally, physically, financially, um, spiritually, and psychologically. So if you learn to trust it, knowing that there's going to be this aspect of your personal self that might get in the way occasionally, but you don't beat that part of it up, you just go get the evidence, then you will trust that the intuition is there. Um, it's one of the other questions I had was, how do I know if it's insight or just my imagination? Well, my friend, you cannot have an um, heightened intuitive sense without a good imagination. They come from the very same aspects of your soul, of your brain, both places, not one or the other, both places. If you don't allow yourself to imagine what could happen or you don't just, you ever let your head just wander and tell the story it wants to tell and then you come to the end of it and you're like, that was actually pretty funny. Um, Or, you know, it makes up stories or it, you know, gives you a movie or whatever. You need that imaginary skill in order to tap into your intuition because it is not 3D. It is not right there in front of you proving what it is. So if you can't let your mind wander, start there. Practice being imaginative. Practice the I wonder or what if I, what if this happened in a what if way, not what if, like not a what was me place or worst case scenario, but what if this happened? What if I was offered that uh, writing gig and someone wanted me to write a book about all this and they paid me to write about all of this and I was able to concentrate on that and bring the information to people by doing a writing retreat that I've always wanted to do and by the water thank you very much what if that was something that is pending right now in the universe and it just hasn't been delivered to me by um, phone call text direct reach out not through those emails where you're offering me to be my literary agent I really need you to contact me directly that what if that were to happen see that's an example of imagination where I let my mind wander into what I really want to happen what I know will happen at some point and that but what if that happened like right now what if that was delivered right now that's a way to strengthen the intuition because you know what when that gets offered to me really soon I will be able to say oh this is so cool and it's also because I allowed myself to uh, allowed myself to have imagination to let it travel that's why when kids are telling me a story I will ride that story until the very end because I want to know 
where their brain is going, but I also want to help them to fire those synapses, to get those neural pathways working in a place of possibility that then can become probability. So the, if you are trying to discern what is my intuition and what is my brain making something up, well, your brain making something up will have a story. It will be part of that imagination nation. It will be thinking about what's possible next. That's your brain. If something drops in, like the Sesame Street song just dropped into my head and came out my mouth, which happens a lot. I removed a lot of filters that I used to have. Um, so if you let that intuition if you let that information just drop in and you acknowledge it that, wow, this came from, um, I don't know where. It doesn't matter where it came from. Intuition, messages from spirit will always be supportive. Now, when I say supportive, it does not mean that everything will be, you know, rainbows, butterflies, and unicorn farts. No, it won't. It may be this relationship is not for you. What are you going to do about it? And then you're like, ah, schnitzel fritz. It's not for me. What am I going to do about it? That drop in where you're not thinking about it before and it just shows up. You can, you can set about 99.9% accuracy that that is intuition. And then you ask it questions. Then you say, okay, what am I supposed to do with that information? What direction? And when I say supposed to, don't think it's being ordered from somewhere. It's just bad English languaging of what, what can I do with this information? What would you like me? What else would you like me to know? And then you can become what I call the reporter who, what, where, when, why, and how you start asking that intuitive sense, but you also need to be somewhat observational of it if this is your own stuff you need to watch it like that movie and step back and just be like okay what what am I figuring out here because believe it or not intuition does not have a lot of emotion with it it's often very bold direct here's what needs to happen and that's why when I'm doing a session and I suggest something um because I have the years of experience I can stand pretty firm in what I'm seeing, hearing, feeling, and intuiting. Um, and someone says to me, no, 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 that I, that's not possible or I couldn't do that. I'm not going to argue with you, but I will say, okay, let's leave this here. And it's because it comes through with such a surety and a knowing without emotion. Like if there's a bunch of emotion in there, you are not tapping into your intuition. You're tapping into your psych psyche or your unsupportive side of your ego. So doing this, trusting your intuition process is a combination of recognizing when your head is running away with you and just telling a story because there's emotion involved and when it just drops in. And this is actually why being present and, and learning to focus is important um, because we have to be able to catch these things when they happen um, because intuition is also pretty subtle. I know people want it to jump up and down and bells and whistles and 
cosmic two by fours and all kinds of stuff like that. But it's that's not likely to happen. It's more of a knowing, a dropping in, a word here and there, a sensation, uh, trusting that actually happens. And this does, you just have to practice. You have to work this stuff. You know, there's no magic pill. There's no flip of a switch, but it can be fun. And the collecting of the data is what's fun. Okay, I do get excited about analytical stuff. And that's what this stuff is, right? You want the evidence coming back to you to be able to say, I hit that one on the head. That's what people say to me the most. You hit that nail on the head. You hit that on the head. You hit that on the head. Boy, that's right on the head. Hit that nail on the head. So many people have said that to me over the years that I've actually considered making it one of my taglines, but um, it's about the accuracy. And why? Because I stopped at times to listen to this. And is it 100%? No, absolutely not. Uh, but you know what? I'll take even a 65% over zero. So it takes a willingness to build these muscles because intuition, although it is your first sense, it needs to be um, attended to and listened to and practiced. And one of the ways you can do that is connecting with your soul. Um, Go take the soul course I have up on the website because it's going to be a series of courses, but it will walk you through how to connect to yourself so that you can trust that when someone is saying something to you and your gut is saying, no, that just doesn't feel right, you can absolutely trust that I'm gonna listen to what I'm feeling because that has proved to be so true for me over time. So insight or imagination. Imagination is often telling a story, but it's necessary in order to receive insight. Aren't we so fun, complicated human souls walking around? Um, And this is why I want to bring the information because the more you know about this stuff, the easier it is to work with. You know, it's not unlike when I have a muscle or I have something going on in my body and I'm having a hard time, you know, working out or stretching it or something. I will ask, Justin, how does this connect to the rest of my body? Because maybe there's something else that maybe I'm compensating on the other side or I didn't stretch enough or um, it needs just a little bit more attention because that knowing I have is connecting to likely the pain I have and yet I want it to, all my muscles to work collaboratively and that's what intuition is. It needs to work collaboratively with your brain. Is it a soul given ability that you have? Absolutely. No doubt. Everyone does. It's those that will say, and yes, I have a brain and I want everybody to play nicely together. And this is how I will do it. That will enhance and then eventually minimize the self-doubt that will help you to trust when you're receiving the information and to trust the signs. So thank you so much to those who are sending in the the questions and wanting information. Um, If you have doubters in your life, you know what? The one thing I do is I don't feed a doubter. I I just consider it to be that plant that you're not supposed to feed because it's going to eat you, the Venus flytrap plant, Um, America Chapa Horrors or something like that. So um, I don't feed the doubters. 
if there's a doubter in my life, I can doubt myself <laughs> and I'm not going to feed the doubter within me. I will listen to it. If there's a doubter in my life and dealing with that, because this can get in the way of trusting your intuition is why I'm bringing this up. If you focus on the doubters, you're going to have more around you. Um, point your energy towards the supporters, towards those that like the same information that you do. Um, if when And I've met people who say it's all hogwash. That's fine. They can believe it is. Um, isn't hogwash just water? Uh, anyway, not digressing there. But you can use them as a reflector of where is the doubt within yourself if you'd like. But if it's a case of they're saying, don't do that, this isn't okay, or you know, you're know you worshiping the devil or whatever else is there that they're going to say, um, it's best to just don't make eye contact and, and walk away because there are so many people that are afraid of tapping into their own knowing. And I think that's where their doubt comes from. And you just never know. If you handle it kindly, I've had this experience where I've said, it's okay, you don't have to believe in what I do. I hope you believe that I would never, you know, screw somebody over or, you know, play some kind of trick on them by saying that this is intuition, that this is psychic ability or anything. If I hope you know that. Um, but if I've, I've said to people, you don't have to believe in all of this. I can still respect who you are. Um, we likely won't have very deep conversations or anything, and that's okay. And had them years later, years, I'm talking 10, 11 years later, circle around to me and say, and I've long forgotten it, right, because they don't hold that stuff, but circle around to me and say, I've had some experiences. I am... Um, I now need your help because a lot of the times I find the ones that are the biggest doubters are actually just afraid. They're scared of their own power um, within, of their own ability to connect with energy, and they'd rather push something away rather than bring it to them. And isn't that often the case where fear is in charge? Um, so if you don't feed that fear, if you say, well, I believe in what I believe in and I'm not hurting anyone with it, and I can still respect who you are. And maybe that means we're not communicating, but I don't have to prove to you anything. What that will do is bring an ease as well. And, you know, likely they won't stay in your life because, or you'll have very minimal contact because they won't like the growth that happens within you from trusting who you are um, or following your own GPS coordinate. And to me, I would much rather have that. I want the truth of any situation, even if I have some sadness or grief or processing that I have to do around it. I would much rather have the truth. So if you run into the doubters as you're expanding your own belief in yourself and your own intuition um, and your own exploration of what intuition is or psychic ability is, respect them. You're re you want respect for what you believe? Respect them. And maybe you have to walk away um, and then you handle that however you handle it. But be the example that we can have differing opinions without having to attack the other person. Okay, so and then look at yourself and see, do I have a doubt about myself and face it? Most of the time, those doubts that we have with inside or limitations that we perceive, once we look at them, we find out, oh, that's <laughs> it's not even the truth. It was just part of my brain with an old belief system 
So trust your own intuition. Trust that this is already wired into you. And if you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee you have already tapped into your intuitive self and just maybe aren't aware of how to navigate it. But that's why these episodes are here and that's why I'm here to help you. And that's why when that publisher reaches out to me and I write the book, it'll be in your hands. (laughs) So manifesting away, baby. So trust your intuition, trust your first sense. I will see you in the next episode and please be well. If this is something you feel would be beneficial to you, feel free to pop on over to the website, vickybaird.com, V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com or at Coach Vicki Baird on all the social platforms.